Modern MBA podcast with Marie Kerwin and Kristen Rossi. Our mission is to help MBAs coming from, going into or merely considering more unorthodox career paths. We're a community to find inspiration and share stories. Today on the Modern MBA podcast, we're speaking with Kira Moser. Originally from Australia, she moved to the UK 23 years ago and since then has led a successful career as a registered nurse. Often working in hospice, she's a clinical educator and as of 2020, an MBA graduate from Warwick Business School. So my name is Kira Moser. I am originally from Australia, which you'll probably pick up from my accent. Um, I moved, well, I came to the UK on a working holiday about 23 years ago, 23 years tomorrow. Hmm. And um, I was only supposed to be here for a year, but I ended up staying and uh, have worked here since then. And I started my MBA back in 2018, finished in September 2020. And I did it through Warwick Business School out of the University of Warwick. So, Kara, you've enjoyed um, an interesting and very varied um, career in nursing. What was it then that made you want to do the MBA? So I, I think what what struck me was I, I, I was watching I, and over my whole career, I've kind of watched I've watched the leaders of the healthcare organisations and I've watched business leaders lead from a business point of view and I've watched clinical leaders lead from a clinical point of view and and I've kind of watched the decision making that they make and I thought some of those decisions I thought were a little bit questionable um and it was it became very obvious to me that business people didn't really understand clinicians and I'm not sure that clinicians really understood the business agenda either um and given that business people are unlikely to train into clinician roles I kind of felt like the best way around this was to train the clinicians into a into a business or or train them with business skills um so I I sort of felt like there's a bit of a dichotomy between particularly between a business leader without any kind of clinical knowledge there was a dichotomy between patient care and and fiscal care, if you like, or or best use of resources. You've done the MBA. You've recently completed it. What was Mm -hmm. the experience like and and what challenges did you face? Um, Blimey. Um, I I think the, the MBA for me, I think, was the most exciting, challenging, um, knowledge fueled experience I think I've ever had in my life I think the exposure to um, different so many different people I think as a start so different industries different sectors just the different ways in which people think um, and approach a problem I think was just for me it was just insightful um, seeing how an engineer would tackle one problem versus me as a nurse and you know, somebody else as an accountant, three very different perspectives, but all very correct in their own way. So I think that for me was probably one of the the real highs. Um, it's, it has opened my, my mind, it's opened my network, it's opened opportunities, and I think it's opened the most incredible amount of possibilities um, that we really didn't think were possible. So I could I, for, for the for the course itself. I couldn't fault it. I loved the the general approach of the MBA. So the fact that it touches on so many different aspects of running a business. Um, 
I think as far as challenges are concerned, I think I, much like probably most of us are going to say, I think COVID's probably been the biggest one at the moment. Um, but I won't elaborate on that because I think we're all we're all a bit talked out of COVID as a challenge. So you're currently employed on a project basis to deliver end of life care, and you're also a school governor and currently mm-hmm. serve as a vice chair to the governing body and chair to the teaching and learning committee. Are there any really specific skills from the MBA that you found helpful in these very significant roles? Um, I, I think what the MBA did was it, it it gave me a confidence and a legitimacy to talk from a point of knowledge. Um, I think the certainly the knowledge and the skills that I learned have given me a, a theoretical basis and a theoretical framework and an evidence base to attach to concepts that I already thought that intuitively made sense. So I think, for for example, you know, reducing waste, um, even though that's quite a, a logical thought to go to, to hear the theory behind sort of operations management, I think has been really useful. So it's given me, yeah, it's given me a sort of a a concrete evidence to to attach to something that I thought was intuitively intuitively a good decision and I think that's that's affected me right across all areas of my work so from from nursing to to being a school governor and actually even just to parenting ridiculously (laughs) um, applying the skills just to running my own house yeah um, I think has been has been really interesting what skills do you feel are key in the healthcare industry, specifically in more sensitive areas, um, such as bereavement and end-of-life care? Um, I, think, I think one of the, I think just to, before I answer that question, I think one of the most surprising um, parts of the MBA was as looking, sort of reflecting back over the two years of it, um, was a lot of the skills um, that the MBA was teaching and certainly the skills being sought by the sort of leaders of future leaders of today and tomorrow are actually those that are possessed by nurses almost intrinsically so that idea of um, emotional intelligence and spiritual intelligence and compassion um, in parallel to all the academic theory um, I think that took me a little bit by surprise because I almost went into the MBA for more theory or more business theory and I was surprised to find it quite heavily focused on this um, compassion and empathy and um, emotional intelligence side of things. Um, so I think as far as um, your, to your question about what, what skills I think the healthcare industry needs, um, from a point of view of bereavement and end-of-life care, I think that sector already does this very, very well. So this idea of a growth mindset and emotional and spiritual intelligence, open innovation and knowledge sharing, certainly when I've worked within the hospice and the end-of-life care setting, they do that very well already. And I think there are lots of other sectors, both in healthcare and outside, that can really learn from the way we do things. And I think because we work in sort of death and dying, we're kind of a, a left out part of society because nobody really wants anything to do with us until until they absolutely have to. Um, but when you do have any kind of involvement in, in the death care sector, you'll see how um, how the communication and and 
the emotion and the empathy, how strong that is within the sector. So I guess it's it's those those kind of things. So growth mindset, emotional, spiritual intelligence, and um, and this idea of knowledge sharing um, is probably one uh, probably the skills that I would think um, could be learnt fr- from elsewhere. Um, certainly within what we're seeing, certainly in healthcare at the moment, with the sort of the COVID crisis going on, is we're seeing a an impending mental health crisis, um, both with with staff. Um, and and with people from a business point of view, so employees, um, we're seeing a lot of grief, and and I think it's those kind of skills, those real people skills, those personal and human skills, um, that are going to be needed to get us through this. Um, so going back to to your sort of story, mm-hmm. um, wh- where do you go from here? What are your your kind of career plans? Career plans next? Wow. Oh, I've got, I've probably got more ideas and plans than I have time um, <laughs> at the moment. Um, I, think, I think what um, what came out of my MBA, so my, my dissertation, unsurprisingly, looked at um, bereavement and obviously being a, a business degree, it had to have some links to business. So what I looked at was um decision making by managers within um, within organizations and the kind of factors that affected uh, outcomes for employees and what I found was there was a, a positive correlation between the decisions made by managers and and the sort of the outcomes for employees and that was just a small part of of what became what was a very very big issue that whole idea of managing um, workplace bereavement so I know there's a PhD somewhere <laughs> in that in that dissertation, and so I am kind of looking at what that looks like, whether that looks like a, a PhD or whether it looks like a, a business to set up to support um, organisations to do that. Um, so, so that's kind of one aspect. Um, I'm also returning to the uh, shop floor, as they said, and I have. Um, I volunteered to uh, help out with the COVID vaccination um, program in in our local area. So uh, hopefully I'll be I'll be jabbing people um, in our in our local town shortly. Um, I'm also looking at um, advancing my governor role. So I've been a school governor now for nearly coming up to eight years, and that's a post I can only hold for eight years in one school. So and now that I'm kind of armed with an MBA, I'm looking at taking that role to another level so some kind of a a non-executive director level in perhaps a different organization I was thinking as we've been talking just how really how impressive it is that you've have all these you've had all these achievements and you've also raised a family and it's such a it's so nice to be honest because I think that's I don't know. I think it's kind of like the dream. You're able to sort of have have both things. You're really successful in your work, have meaningful work, and also have your family. Yeah, I think it's funny actually. Somebody I, I heard a um, a talk once, and 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 the lady who was presenting it, she said, "You just can't have it all." And I just and I thought about that, and I thought, "No, I think you're wrong. Actually, I think you can have it all. You just can't have it all at once." <laughs> so, yeah. um, so I think there really is that you can do it all. You yeah. can have a, a fulfilling and valuable career. You can have, you know, uh, you know fantastic academic qualifications like an MBA and you can still be a good parent and be a good role model to your children 
Um, so yeah, but just not all at once. Any any sort of last tips that you might have for individuals working in the healthcare industry in, in whatever whatever area that might be um, who are considering doing an MBA? So I think, I mean, speaking as a nurse, um, I'm, I'm not going to speak um, on behalf of doctors. I'm not really speaking on behalf of nurses, but I think for myself um, as a nurse, as I've kind of looked back over my career, um, I don't think nurses particularly good at authoring our own career pathway and I think that's something that that I have picked up from doing the MBA and the kind of push for um, career guidance and support that's come on the back of or sort of alongside of my MBA. I I found the nursing banding really quite restrictive in the UK so I think it does take an active decision to to step away and beyond um, beyond those nursing bands in order to um, excel beyond the kind of pre-built um, ceilings that, that are currently in place for nursing through the sort of the banding system. Um, so I think for nurses really, because um, MBAs don't tend to cross career path, our career paths. Like I said, we don't really I personally, I never really had a career path. I kind of just moved from from job to job based on either somebody saying there's a good opportunity or somebody being promoted because there was a role and I might be good one. There was no real sort of active decision making in in that. So I think what I would recommend is 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 looking at taking more control of of the authorship of your career. Um, and I think I think MBAs are still really restricted um access to nurses i think i've been really lucky um in in doing that but i think if and i know there is kind of mbas through the nhs that 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 are available but i think you've you've got to be exceptional and you've got to have some kind of managerial role in order to access them so i think there's a bigger there's a bigger question to raise there about how are we developing our our the nurses and our healthcare professionals and I think much as we were talking about earlier about this kind of this mental health crisis that we're going to see in our healthcare staff that if they're burnt out for clinical roles what do they do next so we should really be looking at how how we can use their skills because to be quite honest if you packaged up a nurse and sold them back into the corporate sector you'd be looking at paying them a lot more money than than we're currently paying um, on nursing salaries so um, but yeah so I think definitely look at these kind of opportunities as a way to enhance that that hybrid role which I talked about earlier that sort of that business understanding um, alongside the clinical understanding because I think it will give you it much as it's given me is that confidence and legitimacy to talk with confidence about what you know all for today's modern mba podcast i'm Kristen, and i'm marie if you like this episode remember to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts and you can get access to articles and more great content by visiting our website themodernmba.co.uk or you can follow us on facebook linkedin or instagram until next time bye bye